Welcome to Everyday Motherhood, the podcast for moms who keep showing up to motherhood every single day. This podcast is to help you pause, connect, and play. My name is Christy Thomas. I am the founder and developer of Play for Life Moms. Let's do episode five and talk about what to do if you just don't like pretend play. This episode is brought to you by request from a listener named Nicole. So Nicole emailed me this idea about what to do if you're a mom that just isn't into imaginative pretend play. And um, I'm really, really excited to talk about this because there's a lot of shaming of moms these days. We've really made motherhood a professional title. When mothering is in action, it's a verb. So there's lots of ways to do it, millions of ways to be a good mom, zero ways to be perfect. So let me first say that you can be an amazing mom and not enjoy pretend play. You can be an amazing mom and refuse to play pretend play with your kids. So why do kids enjoy pretend play? We should probably start there. Pretend play is a really important developmental step. It's why pediatricians will ask you if you're noticing it. It's a red flag if your kid's not doing imaginative pretend play. Because pretend play, imaginative play, is where your kids practice being human. It's where they practice social skills. They develop their humor. They work out the things that they need to practice more of um, and work out their fears and anxieties. Pretend play, you'll often see kids needing to rescue other kids or there's an emergency fire or a monster under the bed. And in pretend play, your kid is in charge and can work through all those normal ages and stages fears. Now, that's exactly why pretend play is an important developmental milestone. But it's also something that we often grow out of needing. Pretend play isn't something most adults need anymore unless it's something they're really passionate about, like being an actor or actress or doing live-action role-playing. Um, there are still some adults that enjoy pretend play, but it's okay if you're not one of them. What that tells you is that you've met that developmental need and that you've moved on, you've matured. Um, you found other ways to fill your play bucket. So let's transition there. What do you do when your kids ask you if you'll play pretend with them? Maybe you run away and uh, suddenly need to fold all the laundry you've been putting off or you pretend like you can't hear them. Um, those strategies only work for a tiny little bit, right? 
because pretend play is frustrating to us, usually because there's unsaid rules. It seems needlessly complicated. You have to speak sometimes in squeaky voices like this. Or down in deep voices like this. And um, it's generally just confusing to join in because you're entering their world. You're just a guest. You're a foreigner and you've been invited and it's really magical, but it's confusing. So before I explain how I graciously say no to pretend play sometimes, I'm going to tell you the ways that I've found a say yes to pretend play that um, allows me to still be me and feel comfortable playing this way. So one of the ways I can feel really comfortable playing pretend is that I add it to something that I know I enjoy. So my son right now really likes playing like this space monster game that he made up called Shadow Monsters where cars are out to get us. Um, but I've tied it into going on walks with him so I can participate in his pretend play easier because it's married into something I really enjoy being outside and going on a daily walk with him. Another way that I've enjoyed pretend play is by including it into an art project and making paper dolls with my daughters. And then we'll use the paper dolls as the pretend play agent. And that gives me um, a footing into this complicated pretend world that they've made up. The act of making the dolls allows me to figure out and put some guideposts up about what's coming and what their expectations are for this pretend play. And usually when I invest my energy into making something like paper dolls, we use them over multiple weeks at a time, um, just in little bits and spurts. So my second strategy for how to do pretend play with kid is saying that, yes, I want to play with you. Um, and I can play, mom can play with you for 15 minutes in this world. And then I need to do X, Y, Z or, um, however you want to explain it, but say yes with a limit. So, or say, yes, I want to play with you, but this time I'm just going to sit and watch you so I can learn about your world. Pretend that I'm an alien observing it. And those two strategies have really helped me become more comfortable playing. Um, especially the more I spend observing how they do pretend play, the more I can jump in to it the next time. But if you're like, no, I, I've tried that before. I'm just really okay with never ever playing pretend play then let's talk about how to say no without saying no. I mean, you can say no when your kids ask you to play pretend play. It's completely valid. But sometimes it just doesn't feel good to us because saying no isn't what we want to do to our kids. We want to know that when they ask us to play, 
they're asking us for a bid for attention and they want to connect with us and they want to include us in their awesomeness. So what you can say is something like, you go ahead, you go play and we will do this later together this afternoon. Or you play right now by yourself before lunch and then after lunch, mom and you will play I Spy or mom and you will play a game of tag. Whatever it is that you can commit to, um, just be honest <laughs> and say, no, I don't want to do that. Or say something like that, saying, you go do this and I will do this later with you. Now, it's okay if you always say no to pretend play. You have my permission to know that that's okay. You don't have to have any guilt over that. 30 years ago, moms weren't worrying about this, I don't think. And now because of memes and all of the social media and everyone's highlights reels, we assume that everyone else is better at doing different things than we are. So give yourself a moment to take a deep breath and breathe and know that this isn't required of you to be an excellent mom. And you have a fourth strategy that you can use. The fourth strategy that I'm going to share is really obvious. Get other kids to play. <laughs> um, maybe you have multiple children in your house. Maybe you have multiple ch children um, in your neighborhood that you can tap into. And when your kid wants to play pretend play, and you're not interested, know that you need to build in more time in your schedule so they can have free play with peers, with friends, um, with other kids. Because those other kids usually jump in full steam ahead on someone's imaginative pretend play. I have seen multiple um, different aged kids jump into pretend worlds about Paw Patrol or house, right? Or restaurant or more complicated worlds based on chapter books like Warrior Cats and Harry Potter. So just because a kid hasn't read those books doesn't exclude them from playing with them because other kids are really welcoming in their pretend play. And multi-age pretend play fascinates me because it really gives all ages practice at being human. Remember, that's what pretend play developmentally, developmentally helps with. It helps with social skill practice and practice working through fears and helping learn bravery and confidence. So get other kids involved. Um, turn off the screens and say, we're going to not use any technology. We're going to have free play for X amount of time. Sometimes our kids don't default to pretend play anymore because screenplay is so alluring because um, it's so flashy and bright. And you can do a lot of pretend play on devices like Minecraft. But 
it's also good to just say, you know, let's take a moment, take a break and move this into real physical life. If you need a reminder of all the different ways that science has decided we play, the different patterns of play, I invite you to go back and listen to episode two, where I explain all seven different patterns of play that Dr. Stuart Brown has um, shared in his book and through the National Institute for Play. Now let's talk self-care. For today's self-care, for this episode, I want you to be loud and proud and sing boldly and off key. Singing um, relaxes your brain. It makes you feel happier. It just is an absolute activity of joy. So I want you to sing your favorite holiday song, your very best, 100% off key if you're tone deaf. Um, just go for it and enjoy it. I'm really enjoying singing some holiday songs with my older girls. And we are really into the songs by the acapella group Straight No Chasers right now, especially their 12 Days of Christmas. It is just so funny. If you're brave enough, I would love it if you tag me on Instagram of you singing in your Instagram stories or um, put a video clip up in your feed, that would be hilarious. So tag me at Everyday Runner Christy. Um, you'll find the link to my Instagram page in the show notes. And for today's play activity, I want you to play a classic game that's called ABC, I think. I don't know. That's what we call it. And it's perfect for those long waits and um, holiday travel. So what you do is someone comes up with a generic topic like animals, movie titles, school supplies, food. And then everyone keeps going around and around in a circle saying a new object in alphabetical order like A for apple, B for banana, C for cantaloupe. Um, Apparently I'm a fruit person right now but um you just go around and this is really good for multiple age ranges right the older kids make it that they have to repeat everyone else's answers before they can add on for younger kids who are just working on figuring out associations and what goes alike and what's different just have them keep working on adding things to that topic and for medium grade schoolers work on that ABC order and just um, coming up with the next letter. So today's podcast was a little bit longer than normal, but I appreciate you sticking it out to the very end. I also want to give a shout out to the iTunes review of the week, Dana Lou Hu. Um, she says, Christy, listening to Christy is incredibly insightful and soothing. I love her tips, education, and encouragement. The podcast is the perfect length for a short drive, chore, or walk. And that's exactly my goal. I don't want to create more noise for you. Um, I want to just give you a dose of encouragement and then have you go out and enjoy your life. 
So thank you again, Dana, for that awesome review. I hope you join her and rate and review our podcast, this podcast on iTunes, so other moms can find it and be encouraged. Also, feel free to share this link, um, tag me on social media, and I hope that you go pause, connect, and play more. If you want to find me in all those places, you can find the links in the show notes. Have a fantastic Friday. Bye, guys.